Hi, Dan. Hi, Kate. How are you, Dan? I'm good today. I just cycled to yours. It's actually sunny weather, which yeah. if you live in England is a rarity right it now. It is a rarity. Um, but we're not here to talk about weather. What are we here to talk about? <laughs> we are here to talk about <laughs> Let It Go. Let It Go. The song we just released. The song we just released. Who'd have thought that is now on the interwebs? Um, yeah, I love Let It Go. I've got a soft spot for it. Mm-hmm. I feel like when we wrote it, I mean, to be honest, I have absolutely no recollection of writing it as in like bringing the idea yeah. to you i don't remember that at all yeah i don't know whether did, we, did. did we do it in the room or did well i don't remember to be honest whether you just whether you started tapping that note or that i think you did it at home you pretty much wrote everything at home and brought like essences of the idea in but i don't think you had verses maybe you just had chorus idea yeah because i feel like we definitely worked on verses together yes that sounds about right yeah um and then we were planning like a writing trip. And for the first time ever, we decided to not go to Dunstan Farm, which is our absolute favorite, mm-hmm. but to try somewhere different, yeah. somewhere a bit closer. And the amount of times you and I have typed into Google self-catering cottage with piano is hilarious. Yeah. And they're weirdly hard to find. They are weird. They are, yeah. They're hard to find. You had a really good knack for it on Airbnb for a while about like typing in, It was I don't know whether it was in the search, whether you'd search a certain thing and it would bring up houses that have pianos. Yeah. Um, Airbnb is a fucking joke now though. Yeah. The, the fees. The cleaning fees are nuts. Oh, it's absolutely insane. Um, but yeah, so you found this place and it had a, it wasn't just a piano, it had a really, really nice piano. I think we actually recorded the lightning acoustic session on that piano like we redid the piano at that place yes. and that came out on so it's on spotify somewhere yeah um but yes it was a really nice piano and it was just really fun to write on and i felt like i feel like when you have a good piano when, when you've written a song on piano and you actually have a proper piano to play that it just brings the whole thing you just want to sit by it and create the song 100%. and um and so this place you found which was called hey Rife, it's called hey Rife. um and not we didn't we we decided after this we could, it wasn't like we were like oh my god how convenient we've written, yeah, yeah. we've written an album called Hey Rife and we've now found a place called Hey Rife this was what inspired the the album name and we wrote a good chunk of songs there like five yeah. songs maybe completely yeah. you know back to back I remember getting there getting out of the car like and it was this secluded kind of cottage mm. in the middle of Wales it like was haunted this, yeah. What, what? It was 100% haunted. Oh, yeah, because you just kept hearing, like, yeah. creaky... I had my first ever night terror there. Oh, my God. I swear to God, I woke up and I was being, like, strangled by this, like, woman. In my, in, and I was, like... I think I was just probably just snoring and, like, stopped breathing for a second. But, like... But give it... I think in all the creaks... Like, for some reason, the side of the house I was on was really creaky. And I'm not saying creaky it felt like someone was like stomping on the floor oh my god and we were like a, a whole width of the house apart so i felt like and i had a weird bunk little kids bunk room next to me and it was just odd and creepy anyway oh my god the whole thing was just odd and like every night i'd go to bed and be like you try and sleep and then you just hear this crazy creak and it would wake you up and you'd be like oh god and eventually there'd be a period anyway i'm going on but how did i not hear any of that it was it just didn't happen on your side of the house it was only the back and it was so loud and so horrible that I would maybe never go there again. Oh my god! Or if god. I did, I would ask if I could. Yeah, I'd sit downstairs or stay, yeah, stay in your room, and you could you could have night terrors. Well, well, that's kind of what's funny because when we got out of the car, I remember as soon as we walked into the house, we were like, "Oh my fucking god, this mm. place is so much better than Dunstan Farm!" Like, how? Have yeah, we- but except, do you remember there was no mood lighting? You know, we no were, mood lighting and no rugs. It was no, you know, no rugs, and like all the lights were just on. We had yeah. to unscrew like half the bulbs yeah. because it was like it felt like you're on like a catwalk or something. But that's what I mean. We got in and we're just like, oh my god! Mm. And then over the next like, half an hour, we were like, this place is shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't shit, but it definitely like you know the only good thing was the fact that it was. It had a what piano was it? it was a specific type of piano? This is so 
so boring. Yeah, Sorry, it's really but boring. Anyway, I can't it remember. It was a beautiful type of piano. Um, and we set up the room and I think we do we do writing retreats very well because mm. we, we get the wine, we get some nice food. Yeah, we, and we, we just, oh, the food's always phenomenal. The, the food is always... Always good, yeah. That can of enchilada sauce. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. We are saying some niche facts here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Let It Go... I think we kind of took inspiration from Nightstorm, our song from the second album, of how and Erland, who we wrote that with, in writing a song specifically. Um, specifically, what am I talking about? We go into separate rooms and each write a verse yeah. and let it go. The kind of premise of it is essentially like emotions are going to catch up with you and you need to be able to feel them all fully before you can like release that, whatever that kind of trauma is and yeah. move on with your life. And my dad always put it in a great way. Like if a friend comes to your door and needs you for something and you're not in, it's not gonna give up. It's just gonna keep coming mm, to the door mm. until you answer the door. It's actually a really shit analogy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, dad. <laughs> Cheers, dad. But um, <clears throat> it's the same with emotions. Like you need, you need to process them basically before mm. you can move on. So that was kind of what we wanted to write the song about. Um, and so we kind of thought what, what would happen if we both went away to different rooms and wrote about, uh, the worst kind of moments in our lives so far. Yeah. Um, and I wrote about kind of, it was like February, 2019 and I was in a very, very dark place and I was, yeah, I was sitting in my brother's bedroom and I remember it so distinctly just oh my God, it felt like my entire world was crashing down beside me. And I remember just being so distressed and so in so much emotional pain that I was scratching myself. It yeah. was hot, but like not out of like a, you know, self-harming. It was just like, I was just mm, writhing mm. in emotional pain. Um, and I, even in that moment, I kind of realized like, oh my God, like I have never felt pain like this and mm, i know that mm. this is one of those moments type <clears throat> things it's very yeah. visceral um and so actually writing that verse felt very felt very easy to do because like the way i felt and the the um it was all so intense that i could remember it like very easily and it was i don't know it felt very easy to write how, yeah. how was it writing your verse <clears throat> i was just thinking while she was saying that actually trying to sort of just actually distill what my verse was about i think mine was more about long-term emotional pain trauma things that you carry for a while because mine's <clears throat> do i blame it on the season do i blame it on myself like i don't really know like sometimes you have a pain you don't know where the origin is and you just kind of and I, and throughout my life i've had different variations when i was younger i had like a bit of like a rage problem um i think i had a lot of trauma when i was younger dealing with grief and then when i came to an age where i was drinking alcohol it all came out like it was like a sort of and I was quite like angry and I'd look for fights and I would like, which is so unlike me. I'm not a fight, you know, so I'm unlike scrawny you. really is. Um, but I was just angry and I didn't know where to put it. And suddenly this al alcohol gave me the vessel, but I, and I didn't know who to blame or I didn't know what I was even blaming. I wasn't angry about anything specifically. So for me, and, and even more recently in life, I think it's like having anxiety and some forms of depression that pop up and it's like not really knowing where they've come from. Um, you know, it's like, and and I think the idea of stopping for a second and being like, okay, I need to just kind of actually spend spend a moment distilling what these feelings are to try and work through them. Yeah. So my verse is a little bit different, Jules, but I think that's what I like so much about it. It's like it's they're very personal verses, and that's what the they were, the goal was, right? It was to go away and 
it's sit with your th- we I mean, we must have been gone for like an hour i think i'm i find it really difficult i think because i was trying to say too much and then i realized that's all, all i need to do is say all of it in a broad sense but i remember sitting in that room for ages being like i had the i had the melody and i was like I, i've got like you know um i've got things that i want to say i've got that lyric that's like i can taste the soil in my mouth like I love that lyric so much because <clears throat> it's about you know obviously when you are as low as you can go it's like when you've been at the bottom it's it's that's 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 as far as you can go basically yeah but it was it was such a cathartic exercise and it was when we did the Erlen cooper session but this one was different i think it was a different we were focusing on a different thing really it wasn't a relationship pain it was like a, a broader sense of, of emotional pain yeah um and i think for that reason i love the song not not because I've, i get my verse on it necessarily but i think just that it has two sides and it, the story is it's, it's not a personal story in that sense the song's about how for everyone it can affect it you know yeah um and i i remember coming together afterwards and singing it and just being like dan why are you not singing on absolutely everything (laughs) like i feel like we should just take a moment to appreciate your vocal on this track because it's just amazing that's very kind of you i don't like taking compliments but thank you but it's fun to do it and i you know metal arc isn't my voice isn't metal arc but i think it's fun after years of singing with you and like to have just to have a moment to be like we sing together sometimes and we we also sing separately sometimes and like it's it's not me about i don't never want to feel like i'm detracting like a metal art song for what it's what its core value is what is you know but again i think that's why this song is is so special because it's kind of it's just about the humanness Mm. of like we all have emotion and there's two humans in this band and it's like it's nice to hear from the other side true you know it's just it's really nice but now i'll go and hide behind your voice again (laughs) but um yeah so obviously that was the kind of writing experience and it was really good um I, we actually had the original demo had like a, a sample on it i kind of sampled like this weird staccato violin sound it was like blum, 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 blum. i thought that would make it onto the final recording but actually i think with the nature of the record being kind of much less about like arpeggiated rhythms and things and more about like having freedom to to move around it was it didn't really make much sense to put it on there but which yeah. which i guess segues neatly into the recording process like how did you find recording this song <clears throat> you know i think Gone, you go. Actually, I'm just about to bulldoze with my own aspect on it. But. No, no. Um, I I remember finding this one difficult. I don't know whether it's because I went in with such like heavy expectation of like how I wanted to, how I wanted it to feel recording, how I wanted to sound. Um, I don't know. I think I was very much in my head when recording this one, um, and I think I'm like super happy with how it turned out but I guess because you write it and you feel so intensely about it and it feels so important I don't it's almost like there's no recorded version that would be good enough Mm -hmm. because you're not really capturing the magic of when you actually wrote it and I feel like for this song in particular that's kind of the magic you wanted you want to capture do you know what I mean is that initial like very important raw Mm -hmm. vulnerable Mm -hmm. thing I will say though that like that first verse is possibly my favorite vocal you've ever done um i really and also the trivia is that the whole record your voice is triple tracked right the Mm. entire record except that one verse yeah and i I remember when you first did it it was so raw and like you know your voice croaks in a way that like you it just repeated wouldn't have had the same effect it would have just lost all that kind of sharpness to it yeah and i remember saying to pete i don't know if it was pete suggested or our producer or whether it was me saying i don't think we should stack that verse up or whether it was just unanimous between all of us. And I think you were hesitant. 
more so I think because you you wanted to hide behind that effect a little bit but 100%. I loved what that did it was such a it's so vulnerable it's just and what you're talking about is such a vulnerable thing and it I think that's why I love the recording so much in a sense of like what it does capture is the is what the song is meant to be you're, you're talking about something, a very dark moment and then and then the chorus lifts up with all this kind of like you know we're like a choir of our voices saying like you kind of got to feel it right to yeah. kind of move on from it um and yeah i think i'm with you though that it was the song was difficult to record because i think we'd put a lot of expectation on the on what that song was on the record yeah uh, we had this whole record of very quiet songs we'd written and that was the the poppy track right that was yeah. the one that felt like oh this is the one that's got the kind of ooze in the chorus it's the most akin to our like our original stuff yeah um and and pete really leaned into that and we had that beautiful like you know, when uh, rick did that drum beat yes. that kind of really uh, I don't know what he compared to. It was like a John Bonham kind of beat or something. And it was like, it, and it was so cool. Like I just remember listening to it being like, that's a cool drum beat. Yeah. Like, and he's playing it with so much feeling. And, yeah. Um, which Shout was great. Out Rick. Yeah. Rick was a phenomenal drummer to have in the session and such a, a light, um, a beacon in the room. But um, yeah, it was, it was tricky. I think even now it's just demoitis, right? I'm still, yeah. I'm still married. And I listened to the demo the other day and it's not as good as we remember it being. Right. It's rough and it's not that far off what the recording is really. And, right. Um, but I think the feeling of the in the room is what we're trying to get back to. And I don't, sometimes you just can't. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes yeah. you really, really can't. Um, that's, and that's okay because it's still, it's still important. It's still like our creation. It's still um, us. It's still the song we wrote. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure people still enjoy it, but. Well, then, <laughs> that, that's yeah. the thing as well. No one's ever heard Exactly. No way. one's got anything to compare so, to. So like. You know, I mean, they might not say everyone's just going to like it for that reason, but like, I feel like there's nothing to compare it to. We're comparing it to the feeling we had, yeah. the demo version we've recorded, like all sorts of things that are stopping us from from seeing what the song actually is. And actually, I find sometimes with this kind of thing, a year later, you'll listen to it when you when that stuff's really distant memory, and and you enjoy it differently. A lot of our old stuff now, I, I listen to, um, not not an awful lot, but when I do, it's quite nice to go back to it. even our first record that for a while I had in, in, in trouble with kind of falling in love with. I'm now like seeing if what it is. I'm like forgetting the hardship of like what the, you know the I guess the burden of taking things from demo to recorded version. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. And lastly the video they're just kind of a beautiful compilation Oh, of... we should give a shout out to Josh yeah, Trinder. Yeah, Josh right? Trinder, man. Um, he absolutely nailed those clips. It was beautiful. We had we had our, our friend down with us for 2 days of recording. So all that footage is just from 2 days which is wild really. Was, you know, he kind of managed to capture so much and yeah, just a nice way to kind of com- compile those moments, and and it re- it reminded me of just how special that recording process was. Yeah, because sometimes you sort of get to the end, and we go through this rigmarole of like putting singles out and doing videos and podcasts and sessions and TikToks, and 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 you suddenly and you start, and every time you do one, it pushes you further away from that very insular process, the writing, the recording, the private side of being yeah. in a band. And watching that video reminded me of where all that joy still lives. Yeah. It's like in those moments. So, and I'm glad it's similar to our Pink Heart video. Yes. In the way of it just it just kind of really shows behind the curtain a little bit of when you're not just um churning out necessary content yeah. it's just us living in the moment and exactly <clears throat> it's like a you it reminds you actually like that's the fun bit that's mm. the musical beautiful creative side and it's no wonder we look so happy and joyous in yeah. it is this side that's harder do you know what I mean yeah, when we're sort of, definitely not alone in thinking that I think no. every musician in the world finds this bit harder you know and I think becoming people coming more vocal about it I don't think we've got, anyone's got a solution yet because the world needs the world the way the world absorbs content the only way to be present and visible is to churn out as much content as the world's consuming but I think it's more and more artists are coming forward to say 
this is making me not enjoy my art as much even though i'm meant to pretend like every time i put a video up i'm having a great time and don't get me wrong like having a conversation with you is lovely like this is not not a burden by any means but i think the idea of living up to a standard of how much content people absorbing when the reality is the only joy you really get is from writing recording exactly um so it's it's tricky but this is the world we live in it's the world we live in but i think honesty is the best policy truth (laughs) truth (laughs) um and yeah, I feel like we can't end on that note. So <laughs> we should we should end on something fun and happy and nice. Okay. Uh, I don't have let anything. Me, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you why you think it should end on something happy and nice. Let's dissect that. Mm, okay. I think um, I think sometimes, even though the world is a dark, savagely difficult place, there is so much joy. And I think sometimes if you only focus on the bad or the last thing you know you leave is a bad thought mm. then the next that is going to live with you for the, until something else comes along and becomes something else yeah so leaving with a happy thought then hopefully that short while afterwards you can you can bask in a happier thought or a happier happier main frame of mind i agree to <clears> an extent <throat> mm-hmm. but i also think like what the, what we were just talking about the kind of content creation isn't necessarily negative or positive it just is what it is do you know what i mean like yeah musicians find this bit hard in fact could even be construed as a positive thing i mean it can't actually no, i was gonna say in. where you go with that there's nothing positive <laughs> no but like i don't i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing i think it just is the way it is it's just like yeah, factual yeah. You know what I mean? it is where it is yeah yeah no i agree with you i think it's just where the music is the, the climate of music is and i'm sure there were things in the 90s and early 2000s um the artists had to do that they did, really didn't enjoy that killed their art for them or whatever and i think that's just the way it is right the reality is we just want to record write and record most people do anyway and and i think there's so many other bits you've got to do to be a professional musician yeah. quote unquote <clears throat> but the beauty is what we have got coming up this weekend is just recording music with friends and the joyous part the joyous part we've mm-hmm. got so much of that joy coming up yeah. and yeah glumflower if you haven't checked it out yet um music eventually will be out in the world but it's a beautiful project that you and i are very happy to be involved in Mm -hmm. um yeah and then next we've got nowhere fast that's coming out on september the first yeah which is our last single before the album drops yeah the the penultimate single before the album drops which is mad i can't believe we're in middle of august like what the hell where is this time it's gone gone fast yeah it's exciting i'm really i'm really excited to have all the songs in their, their sort of right order on a record same. coming out with the artwork with yes, everything to, just that complete body of work i know albums are kind of dead a little bit now but it's there's still something sacred about having that completed thing um and yeah that's I'm really of, excited yeah that's what we have for you guys at the moment but uh thanks thanks for tuning in thanks for watching thanks for watching till and thanks next for listening. time bye-bye Bye. metal arc fm 101.8 <laughs> fm <laughs>